In today's podcast, we will look at how to make sound decisions in finances and in our lives. Why is quitting winning? We'll also play Stump the Guru. Please stay with us. And now, Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. You also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Fred Sade. Fred Sade is the founder and managing director of the firm Money Matters USA, and this is the Money Matters USA podcast with Fred Sade. Fred also holds a uh, PhD in economics from Duke University, and we get together for this podcast every week, giving you things to consider in proper retirement planning. That's that's what it's all about. I want to mention Fred's website. It's MoneyMattersUSA.net. You can visit that. You definitely, Fred encourages you to click on the red light. Uh, tab the red light on the dashboard and also click podcast you can hear former podcast former or past podcasts i should say and also you can uh, you get the drop down for stump the guru we'll tell you more about that but we certainly are going to close the podcast with another stump the guru question for fred state how are you today fred Okay, how are you, Dick? Very good, very good. Yeah, We're right. dig in here. You know, um, I know you know what you want to get into today, and it's all about what well, you said. Why is quitting winning? And uh, one thing that comes to mind is you know the old game show. It's actually they brought it back, but let's make a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I both watched it with Marty Hall, and uh, now Wayne Brady is the host on that. And I think, you know, what makes me think of that is a lot of people didn't quit and they ended up, you know, instead of getting the, the nice prize, uh, greed got in the way and maybe they got the donkey, you know, or, and, and I'll tell you another thing, uh, too, the one Howie Mandel hosted, uh, you remember the uh, models yes. held in the briefcases, uh, yes. people let greed get the best in there. And I don't think you're yes. going totally on the greed level, but no. you know, some people do it's, it's all about choices. And for the, for yeah. many who chose, uh, to trade what they had for the curtain, uh, that Carol Merrill was standing in front of, <laughs> it turned out yeah. to be. <laughs> not so good so staying with the original choice or switching to the other unopened door fred what to do well you know as you pointed out choices uh, really revolve around probability and so the, the in order to win uh, uh, on you know whether it's in life whether it's finances or whether it's on let's make a deal <laughs> the, the correct choice the thing you should do is is switch doors now this this is a this is really all about probability, as I say. So people assume, why should I switch? Because you've only got two doors left. So isn't it fifty fifty? You got a fifty fifty chance that you're going to guess right and you're going to win the car. So the car has to be behind one of the two remaining doors. You know that, okay? But Here's the thing. If you switch, your chances improve. And they actually improve 
to the point that you have a two-thirds chance of winning the car. Now, let me unpack that and, and explain why. One-third of the time, if you, as the contestant, choose a door, there will be a car behind it. You have three doors, one-third of the time, there has to be a car behind it. So if we take that further, let's break it down. So what does it mean? It means that there's a one-third chance the door that you, the contestant, pick will have a car behind it, and the other two doors combined still have a chance that behind one of them, there will be a car. So when Monty Hall said that he's helping you by revealing a door that you didn't pick, and you see that there's a goat or donkey, whatever it is, mm -hmm. then the two remaining unchosen doors still have a two-thirds chance that the car is going to be behind either of the two doors. Now, you have to assume, and I think it's reasonable to assume, that Monty Hall knows which door the, the car is behind, mm -hmm. and he has picked the door that you didn't pick, but he knows doesn't have the car behind it. So if we sum this up, if, if, if we want to make draw, start to draw conclusions from all of this, the point is uh, when Monty Hall will offer you a switch, and if you take the offer of the switch, that will improve your odds of, of guessing because you now have improved your odds from 50-50 to two-thirds. And if you don't believe me, try it yourself and see if switching wins you the car twice as often. Test it out. I have, and you will see. So that can be a good move, then, what you're saying. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Abso absolutely. The, the quick explanation why switching is a good choice, it's an active choice. When people do nothing, even on the program, uh, they do nothing because it's a status quo choice. Now, we know that people are hurt. They feel it more. It stings but if they make a bad choice. So to avoid regret, people stay with the original choice. No, I don't want to, I don't want to change. I'm, I'm staying with it. Now, we know from the research on what's called prospect theory, Torsky and Kahneman proved that this concept is true, that, that people value losses more than they value gains. And that, that's exactly what we are seeing here. People won't change. They'll stick with the status quo. Now, Kahneman won a Nobel Prize. Tversky had a heart attack, and he died suddenly. And the Nobel Prize Committee will not award a, a, a prize to someone who is deceased. So, he, so the prize went solely to uh, to, Can to Daniel Kahneman. Now, if you want more information about the Monty Hall problem, 
it's based on a 2018 article from which I've uh, based my explanation for you. Just call our toll-free number, give us your name and your, and your best email, and I will send you a link uh, to the Monty Hall problem article. And, and if you're wondering, uh, between 79 to 87% of people hmm. on the program will not switch. Will not switch? No. Oh, okay. 79 to 87%. Yeah, and that's consistent with prospect theory. Here's that. The conclusion that yeah. Tversky and Kahneman drew. Okay, a a interesting. Well, I mean, Fred mentioned, just, just call in, 800 593 uh, 8188 is the number to call 800-593-8188. Um, this reminds me of something else too. The, the famous video, it shows, uh, the kid who was promised two marshmallows if he can wait 15 minutes. And if he doesn't eat the other, eat the one marshmallow that's right in front of him, uh, he would get two. The video is called the marshmallow test. Now, it seemed like you were saying that the odds are in the favor of all the let's make a deal contestant to take that chance, really, and, uh, and yes. increase their odds. So why is this problem? How, how is it relevant to our finances? Okay, it, it, it's, a different, it's a different problem, um, but, but it does get into a behavioral issue. And the behavioral issue that was being tested here is called a pre-commitment contract. And this is very, very relevant because when we do uh, retirement income planning, we're asking the person to imagine your future self. And when you imagine your future self, we're asking you about the actions that your future self will take in the future. And but we need you to make commitments right now, not in the future, but right now, in order for that future self to exist and to be able to take those actions. So the one of the most important roles, jobs of the advisor, is to hold the individual, that client, accountable for the positive steps that they take. And if the client can think of themselves in the future, then they're going to make better decisions. Now, that becomes an enormous challenge because that future self does not exist. They may not even recognize themselves, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. So here's the rub. Anybody can watch the, the, the marshmallow test video. And you'll see how the, the youngster struggles, struggles. Hmm. On a, yeah, I mean, he touches it. He holds it. He <laughs> looks it up to the light. He puts it in his mouth. He licks it. He puts it down. I mean, he's, he's going through. I mean, the stress is palpable. <laughs> and finally, he gets through the 15 minutes of the eternity. But it's hard to wait. If it's hard to wait 15 minutes for, for the person who you does not exist yet, just 15 minutes. Right. So when we are planning, <coughs> excuse me, I'm asking the client to imagine 
to take care of their future self. And that future self doesn't exist. So the only way that we can get the client to create that future self, when we help that client create that future self, is to keep on talking about the future self. And, and this is an enormously challenging set of conversations because by talking about it, we're trying to help the client talk about, commit to what they want to achieve, and then to hold that client accountable to whatever commitments they make now. But they have to make the commitments now in order for that, for those, for those future goals to actually exist. Mm -hmm. And that is an enormously difficult undertaking. People will frequently say, I don't even recognize myself. And you're asking me to make the commitment. But yeah, because it has to be done now, because literally you have to send assets and money from today into the future. And when you get out there, it'll be waiting for you. If you don't do it now, when you get out there, it won't be there. It's that simple. Huh. It really is like putting it in a time machine for your future self uh, and sending Absolute, it up to absolutely. your future self. Wow. And, and, yeah. uh, so, I mean, if when you look at the marshmallow test, <laughs> you see right. how difficult. Well, it's I true. Mean, uh, the, yeah. It's not uh, just kids either. That's just human nature no, in many ways, isn't it? Absolutely. That that's what we're that's what we're we're fighting against. We're, we're fighting against uh, our tendency to to be to look at ourselves in the present and in the past, but we have difficulty trying to see what what we would look like in the in the future right you know and people are encouraged to stay with an investment a portfolio poor decisions they make no matter what you know stay the course is there a yeah. point when we're better off quitting or do we keep on no matter what well yeah, that that that's a fascinating it's a fascinating problem because i think if you ask people uh, an athlete is injured what do you expect? Do you expect that the athlete is at the injured athlete to get up and to keep on competing? Or do you expect the crash cart to come on the field and help the athlete off? Or mm -hmm. a couple of people will help the athlete to get to, you know, the golf cart and take them off. So, I mean, we, there are examples of distance runners with broken legs that actually competed and, and completed the race or the famous one, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods had a broken broken leg, competed, and he actually won. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, these these are incredible, and the tolerance for pain is 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 beyond belief. But that's the uh, determination that they have, the the grit that they have. So, so your but question is: Many is of us aren't wired uh, to to be able to handle not only yeah. the, the determination, the grit that it takes, but the nerves that are wrecked in the process. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, baseball pitching in baseball is an unnatural motion. All pitchers are sore. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, so the question is, you know, uh, the the degree of pain. I mean, at, at some point is oh, I'm just hanging down and they and, you know, and they just can't pitch with arm, shoulder, biceps, whatever it might 
it may, whatever it might, uh, you know, be that twisting motion causes uh, enormous deloca- uh, dislocation. So um, do you stick with something that's positive, but you can also stick with stuff that is negative. It's it, that something you shouldn't uh, be doing something that's not really in your interest. It's just not worthwhile. And, um, you know, it's, it's like when you when you grew up, you were a kid. They, they call you a quitter, call you yellow. I mean, you remember, you know, the T-shirt slogans, quitters never win and winners never quit. Mm-hmm. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. <laughs> and I can remember reading to my kids, to my grandkids, that, that story, that little golden yellow book. I don't even know if they make them anymore. But it was called the little engine that could, mm-hmm. and I told, I read those those stories and, and all about uh, you know perseverance and I so on. I think I can. I think I can. Yeah, think I can. Think I can. You're right. So uh, quitting, quitting is every bit as important as is the determination to sticking it out. When when we quit, we have to quit in order to absorb new information. We need new information so that we can act on it. The world doesn't stand still. Knowledge changes, and we change. There's no you can't get any place in life if you don't have the option to quit. And that's that's vitally important to to understand. Uh, you know, and and have to measure that against the tendencies we talked about at the beginning of the show for people to stick with the status quo. So the problem is we get bad news, and then we double down in a losing cause. Now, the Nobel Prize winner, winning economist Richard Thaler, he he proved that uh, that when people have put time, money, effort. They put that into some endeavor, they are likely to continue with it, even if it's a losing cause. They just won't stop and quit. They will be they'll they'll run it right into the ground rather than admit that they that they failed. Uh, this is this is uh true in, in life, it's true in finances, it's true to everything. The um and this ties very closely into a behavioral concept known as status quo bias. And this, this is a real battle that, that you have to deal with. Any advisor has to deal with it. People have to deal with it, whether they're aware of it or not. Or not. And the research shows that when, when you compare choices, when you compare options, both individuals and companies will stick with the one that is status quo, even when the status quo is clearly inferior to the option that represents change. Now, there are so many studies about this, and what they show is that quitting is hard. It's hard because you have to admit that you failed. And you wasted time, you wasted money, you wasted effort, you wasted sweat, you, you, you just wasted everything. And it's hard to learn that spending resources on something that is not worthwhile, that is a waste, 
it's so difficult to grasp that where quitting is better because it lets you try something else and trying something else might allow you to win. So it's this reluctance to admit failure that's an enormous issue. So going back to Thomas Edison, Edison courted failure. I mean, eventually he failed hundreds of times until eventually he didn't fail. Like WD-40. Yeah. Took 39 tries. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in in um, in our in our um, we do a newsletter every two months called Retirement Insight. I shouldn't really give this away, but during, uh, silly party uh, was was an invent was invented during World War Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an accident, you know, ju- just like um, you know, just like uh, sticky sticky notes. Yes, I, mean, I know that accident. story. Yeah, yeah. Well, so was Silly Putty. Huh. Silly Silly Putty was in te- the the idea was to invent something else, and they wound up with with Silly Putty. Yeah, yeah. I, and that and that is the case with so many so many things. You know, um, it sounds like you know it's just like from the Bible. For everything, there's a season: time to be born, yeah. time to die, time to quit, time to stay the course, time to choose. The Carol, the curtain Carol Merrill is standing in front of, but the the thing is, when it, how do you know the right time? How do you know when it would make sense to stay the course? How do you know when it could be beneficial to quit and uh, look for an alternate solution or you know a course? That that's where a fiduciary who does retirement planning, a- acting as your partner and your guide through retirement, can be so beneficial. That's what Fred does. I'll just mention eight hundred five nine three eighty. 188 uh, is how you can schedule with Fred. And that's no matter where you are listening to the podcast, 800-593-8188. And straight ahead, uh, we'll open up the next segment telling you how to participate in this thing Fred does called Stump the Guru. Are you losing sleep over market volatility affecting your hard-earned retirement savings? You can't afford to lose a big portion of your nest egg with not enough time to recover. Many people want safety and the guarantee of principle, but also prefer the potential of higher growth with the market. And now you can have both. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800-593-8188. That's 800-593-8188. We're back with Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. That's the name of Fred's firm, too. And Fred is a fiduciary, as we say, specializing in retirement planning. And that's why we talk retirement strategies here on this podcast. And Fred certainly invites your questions. In fact, he devotes a a segment of the podcast each week to something he calls Stump the Guru. And he can really make it beneficial to you, well, whether you stump him or not, uh, if you'll submit that question. And here's how you can submit 
submit a question to Fred to be answered on this podcast, you can either connect with Fred on LinkedIn or you can go to the website moneymattersusa.net. If you click podcast on his website and then the drop down for Stump the Guru, you'll see where you can submit your question to Fred Sade. Again, that's at moneymattersusa.net. And Fred, uh, we have another great question here. We'll get to here's what they're saying. I read I, I I read a lot of financial publications and watch several stock market programs on television. If you were to boil investing down to one simple rule, what would that be? Well, my answer is I would take Warren Buffett's advice to heart. And his rule number one is never lose money. Rule number two is C, rule number one. <laughs> right. And that's a, that's a wise rule, two wise rules, actually. Absolutely. Now, yeah. in his most uh, recent annual letter to the shareholders uh, of um, Berkshire Hathaway, he also said in the letter, you do not have to be right all the time. You have to be right at least once every five years, but you better make it count. <laughs> oh, okay. Make that count when you are right. Yeah. That that's right. Go for it. That makes sense. And, and I and he cited um, their investment in Coca Cola. Uh, not only uh, because that was not only uh, an enormous investment that took a number of years to accomplish, but also the dividend is very, very high. And so when Buffett was criticized for the investment uh, in Coca-Cola, but he cites the, the dividend itself, which, which is enormous, uh, you know, given his position mm -hmm. as, as a major stockholder. So I thought I would, I would share that because I think, I think it's really, I think it's really good advice. I mean, that's don't change the, don't chase the, you know, the shiny penny. Right, uh, it, it is. Time, or, or, or listen to, uh, you know, television or, uh, or, or what have you. And uh, one of the hosts on, uh, on a popular program uh, was pitching the uh, bank that just went insolvent in California and was pitching it only a week ago as a great investment. So there you go. I think a great uh, pick on the role to answer the person's question, because some rules, Fred, can become outdated. Uh, I, I think of the 4% rule, for instance. Yeah, I mean, that, that thing has been beaten to death, and it continues, and uh, Bengen keeps on modifying it. Now he has uh, uh, guardrails uh, for maximum and uh, minimal spending. I mean, he keeps on modifying it. I, that's, you know, that's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, my uh, other dog is... Um, Wanted, wanted to weigh in, and I, yeah, I was what, wondering <laughs> what rule they may say. Uh, I, I saw a, uh, a meme, you know, because we're recording on the day that we set the clocks up an hour, and it was a picture of a dog and had a sign around his neck. It said, don't forget, just because we change the clocks doesn't change my food time. Uh, but <laughs> I might change it by an hour for some people. Uh, if their breakfast time is 6 a.m., I'm not going to get up at 5. They might have to wait an hour like I do. But I, how, how do you do you get any from uh, changing the clocks? Do you get any jet lag from that when we do that? Uh, just 
just tired the uh, the first day. Yeah, it's a little you bit know, of that. that, I that think. Lo- yeah, the loss of the hour, but after that, you know, um, I'm really uh, con- confused about. Um, I I heard last year that it was pretty much. It seemed to me like it was a done deal that we were just going to stick with daylight savings time and just not change the clocks anymore. But my understanding is, I think it passed the Senate or the House. But uh, it's not gone through Congress. And even with that, will will we be on a uniform standard? Because there's some states that don't do it. And if you deal with uh, different time zones, like I do a lot in setting up meetings and all, it's hard to keep up with. Like with Arizona, half of the year, they're three three hours behind Eastern time. And the other half, they're two hours behind. Yeah, Arizona, Utah, Indiana. Uh Indiana never changes. They don't change, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wish we would give up on this daylight savings uh, time. I mean, the, you know, it was a World War Two, and we're, World War One, then World War Two. Yeah, there's no reason for it. There's no real reason for it. I mean, we we have electricity now. We have the. Uh, it's just it's a non-issue. Yeah, so, it really is. And I guess the question is, if we went to one, would we go to standard or daylight? What which one? Because the talk I would is. Like to, I would like to just make daylight savings time. Make, make that one the one, yeah. yeah that, make, that makes the most sense. Uh, it, uh, it gives us as much daylight as we possibly you know, can have. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody has a better idea. But I, I don't, uh, particularly in the winter, it's very depressing. Yeah, it, it is. It gets yeah. dark early. Yeah. It stays dark longer. Well, that part well, would be. My, 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 my other dog, my double doodle, is really carrying uh, on. Well, I was going to say, we may need to let you go because it sounds like someone else needs to go. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Could be. Well, great conversation as always, Fred. I, you, got it, you get us thinking as you do on the podcast every week. I'll just remind folks to get in touch with Fred again, 800 593 8188 or his website moneymattersusa.net and thanks for staying with us on this journey we talk retirement here money matters usa Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell in any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.